This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Welcome to this edition of the Escape Hour. I am Tad, and in the studio with me on the tools is Stefan. <laughs> good afternoon. How are you? Well, thank you. Good, good. Yes. With us in the studio today, we have a very special guest. Um, we have with us an internationally renowned best-selling author of 17 books, Paige Toon. Paige, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for coming in today. Thank you for having me. It's um, There's a lot of statistics behind your uh, name. Uh, you know, 1.5 million copies sold worldwide of all of your books. And um, you've written 17 books. 13 of them are... Women's fiction. Women's fiction. Yeah. And your current book is If You Could Go Anywhere. Um, and that's another uh, woman's fiction, correct? It is, yeah. Yep. And um, you've just released that um, on your currently on a tour um, throughout Australia. So where have you been um, with oh. your tour so far? Well, we started in Adelaide, which is where I'd been on, on f- um, a family holiday. Right. Um, and then we went to, Br- to Sydney for a couple of days and been to Brisbane and Melbourne. We did an event yesterday and one this morning. So it's a lot of travel. Yeah, it's been, it's been full on. Amazing though. It's really good. <laughs> That's good. And you, you leave today. You fly out today. Is that yes, correct? I yep. fly out pretty much straight after this interview. So. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we're going to only keep you here for an hour, so you'll be able to catch your flight. No problems. Um, Tell us about your book. Um, Well, If You Could Go Anywhere is the story of Angie and she's 27 and she has spent her whole life dreaming of traveling and seeing the world just like her mother did when her mother was her age um, at the age of 18. Her mum sort of went off and um, and, and she ended up coming back pregnant. And um, sadly, Angie's mum died a couple of days after childbirth. Um, So Angie was raised by her grandparents. Um, And when we meet up with her, she's 27 and she spent the last 10 years instead of traveling the world um when she was her, her grandmother was diagnosed with alzheimer's so angie right. has been her carer for the last 10 years um she's been in this tiny opal mining town in the middle of the australian outback cuba pd um because the, the story spans australian outback yeah rome and, and norway and norway right. yeah it's very very sort of yeah. two completely different like, landscapes sure. um three completely different landscapes <laughs> 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 and um and yeah so angie you know she is we pick up with her on the day that her grandmother passes away okay and then she discovers a letter addressed to the father that she never knew and discovers that her father and her you know she has a whole extended family in italy so right. she thought she was alone in the world and you know it completely isn't so that's right. the first place that her journey takes her is to to italy to italy and then on to it finishes in norway is that yes right? okay. yeah yeah a little bit of a spoiler but i like talking right. about it because i went there to research the right. book so. <laughs> <laughs> well i was talking about that obviously you had to travel to all these places to effectively do research for your book is that right that's right yeah i think my yeah. my family holiday like every year is pretty much always dictated by where i'd like to set a book right. <laughs> we like to use some really beautiful places around the world to to set them and why not <laughs> yeah yeah well, just you yeah, know may as well make the most of it um and yeah so so we went to italy um and mainly you know mainly rome but also pompeii yep. and tivoli which is a beautiful right. sort of italian hilltop town yeah, you know stunning. outside yeah have you been i have oh. yeah it's amazing it's so beautiful yep. so um angie's nonna lives there her, oh, okay. her new grandmother um and you know part of the extended family yep. so she spends some time out there and just could not be more different to the flat barren landscape you know the red sort of hues of the desert with skies full of stars 
and then she goes to the ancient city of Rome, you know, which is a right. bustling metropolis, and you know, and it's everything's so green out in Tivoli, and then Norway with like glittering fjords and skyscraping Stunning. cliffs, and yeah, it's very different. That's amazing. You know. It was fun to have such a refreshing change. Yeah. You know. So. They're quite vivid description just listening to you now, and and they are vivid in your book as well in 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 terms of how you describe. So how much do you know? How much do you the research do you do you do to kind of make the readers live this experience? Because just now I've I've Im- imagined the sky in Kuvapiti and the stars, and then then the light pollution in in Rome where you probably wouldn't be the same. So how do you get to be so? Vivid and Do you know, I think it's just like when you go there um, and you, you go to these places and I always imagine ever since my first book Lucy in the Sky mm. when I came to I went to Sydney for two days and my mum drove me around while I just fully could imagine exactly where Lucy and her friends would like live work and play yeah. and I wrote about that and I had so many readers afterwards writing to me and saying I felt like I was there um, and I think I've wanted to do that ever since you know from LA to Key West you know yeah. in different places France and um, if you can like be inside your character's head and fully imagine what they're seeing and what they're experiencing and and then you know imagine what could happen to them there yeah. then you know it's, you really connect with the story so much more definitely and, and hopefully the reader does yeah and <laughs> you have your experiences it, that yeah. you've you've gained and i guess that that brings the the subject of your dad Vern schupin is am i saying am I yeah saying that's that? right okay. yeah um obviously you've been traveling pretty much your whole life. That's right, yeah. Right? So explain who your dad is, and um, he's, he's quite a, a famous fellow in the motoring world. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, my dad was a, he's a, was a racing driver. Yeah. He still does the occasional thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, so I spent my entire childhood, I grew up in Australia, yes. my entire family going back generations as Australian. Yeah. And they are all still here. Oh, right. um, apart from me, I'm the only one who's stuck on the other side of the world in England <laughs> all by myself. <laughs> but I've got family now myself, right, so I'm, sure. I'm not all alone. Um, but we used to spend half the year travelling. We would spend either going to England or America, depending on where my dad was racing right. at the time. And I went to school in Australia. Um, and so I'd just do some tutor work while I was away, or my okay. mum taught us yep. when we were little. Um and so, yeah, I didn't see a winter until I was like 13 years old. It was That's not so bad. Is yeah, it? <laughs> it was crazy. In fact, it's a nice way to live. I wouldn't mind it going is. back to that one day. Definitely. Yeah, I keep saying to mum and dad, you need to just come and spend like half the year over here and, you know, <laughs> That's great. spend the summer here. But um, yeah, so we, my mum, I remember she filled out flight books on every flight we went right. to, you know, would hand it up to the pilot. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, and yeah, and, and, you know, he sort of one day wrote one of the pilots that I wrote in there, this kid's been on more planes than I have. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. It obviously um, had an impact on you, and and I guess it goes to the the point of the the with your book, the pull of travel and and what it does for your life. Um, it's it's different to just reading about it in a book, isn't it? It's it's your experience, and you try to like in, in your writing. Obviously, you're trying to transfer that in a way that people can feel like they've been there as well absolutely um, yeah that's really it's just it's really important and hopefully it inspires people to go to these places too yeah you know? definitely yeah and, yeah and see for themselves and i think yeah. we were talking before about um before the show started about how each person's very individual um and their travel experiences are, are individual to their own backgrounds and um and who they are and, and where they've come from 
Yeah, that's yeah. right. I mean, with Rome, I'm, it's it's so recognisable as a place. You know, yeah. I think people can already picture it themselves yep. quite a bit. I wanted to avoid it sounding too much like a tourist guide, sure. you know. And, and so Angie lives in the suburbs and she, you know, walks to work at her dad's restaurant mm. and, yeah. you know, stops for a coffee on the way and, you know, lives like an Italian yeah. catching rides on the backs of scooters and stuff yeah, like that. which is what's the reality yeah. of it, isn't it? But yeah. also when, when she first lands in Rome, I also just really wanted to root the character to the story, you know, and really sort of set the scene. Yeah. And so she goes on a driving tour all around Rome. And, um, and that was fun. Like my husband ended up helping me like plot out an entire sort of Google Maps kind of route around <laughs> Rome. And just things like being able to, like most tourists wouldn't just know, you can just drive up and around the Colosseum and Absolutely. park up next to the Pantheon and, you know, just like be down the road. Which be pretty scary sometimes oh, though. Yeah, well, and Italy. An Italian like <laughs> drivers, my God, I was so frightening. Been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you lived in I'm, Italy? No, 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 I haven't lived there, but on holidays I've done that. And, oh, and I'm from New York, so I know what it's like to drive in New York and yeah. that was a whole other whole other level. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's fascinating, really, which is good. So travel features extensively in this book, but in a lot of your other books as well, I think. And um, do you think, and you're t talking about traveling with your dad, do you think this writing of travel, where does that stem from? Is it from the extensive travel you've done? I think it or? probably, yeah, I think it probably is. I mean, certainly, you know, I've set quite a few books in America because I, mm -hmm. you know, had a lot of my childhood yeah. spent there when dad was racing IndyCar and, you know, all, all of the sort of American race cars. And and then he went on to championship racing and, um, and won Le Mans. You know, we used to go to mm -hmm. France yeah. a lot as a child, you know, so being able to write about, you know, about France and several books, you know, it's been, been really nice. And I, I think when I was a teenager, I just wanted to be, I, I, I mean, they dragged me kicking and screaming to live in England like I did not want to live I did not want to leave Australia no. I was ever so upset um, but there you are now right yeah yeah now I'm like okay now I'm stuck over there thanks <laughs> <laughs> but I do love the proximity to Europe and England like it's yeah. just being able to jump across we mm. bought a camper van last year and you know I've just I've really been experiencing a lot of wanderlust lately and just that's you know great. so that's it was nice to be able to ride about a character who you know, had been experiencing serious wanderlust and mm. had never been anywhere. It's kind of hard to really keep in your mind though from someone who, you know, I have traveled a lot. Mm, and yeah. so to try and see the world through Angie's eyes, having never, but hardly ever even stepped outside of Cuba PD, mm. you know, she's never caught a plane. Of course she hasn't, right. you know, she when she catches a train for the first time and she's scared to cross the road because there are so many cars and, yeah. you know, so it was... It's no. interesting too, because you, once in a while you do come across somebody who's never been on a plane. And you think, how is that possible? Yeah. You know, but but there are people, and they just either it's not part of their 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 vernacular of what they want to do, and and um, yeah, it's fascinating. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ Community Radio Station Joy ninety four point nine. That just reminds me so much of writing my first book, Lucy in the Sky. It was oh. it came out around the time, and I just got a book deal based on my idea, and I it was something I'd wanted to do my entire life. Like I, and then for for several years, I just thought this is never going to happen, and it's going to be one of my biggest regrets. And mm. and then the next thing I know, I've got a book deal based on my idea and like the wow. first three chapters, and you know, and I had like three and a half months to write the book uh, with a full-time job and um, ended up writing it. Is that all it. they give you? Three and a half months? Well, I kind of accidentally gave it, well, not, not accidentally, but I, that was all I gave myself. Right. I was oh, like, okay. I'll have it out, by, I'll write it and, you know, give it to you by Christmas and we'll have it out next year. And and they said, well, okay. <laughs> oh, of you course, learned, I'm yeah. sure. Of yeah. course they would. <laughs> and 
and then I, you know, so I sat down to write it and I'd never written a book before. And, <laughs> and you know, it was something I'd always wanted. And every time I started writing anything, I was like, well, this is a bit rubbish, you know. Um, and then Sonny was writing writing a book and the words just flew out of me and, and to a soundtrack of this song. Like this, wow. I listened to this song and, you know, lots of other other books and, and I ended up writing music into that story quite a lot, you know. And yeah. it, like, the guy, the sort of hot surfer dude, he has a mixtape and makes one for Lucy and, you know. And so, yeah. So this song is in the, the mixtape? This song's on the mixtape, right. yeah. And, um, cool. yeah, so. Do you ever get writer's block? And if you do, how do you overcome that? Um, I, for some reason, I always find myself writing my books in sort of two to three months. So okay. I can't allow myself to get writer's right. block because I've got a deadline. Sure. Um, but if I, I, I've had like... I think the longest amount of writer's block I've had was like a, for a week um, right. when I was writing 13 Weddings. And I just remember just, oh, felt like I was completely losing the plot. Right. And um, I did a lot of walking and listening to music, you know, music yep. really inspired. So actually trying me. to overcome it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the best thing you can do if you've got writer's block is just step away from the book. Yeah. Go and see a movie. Yeah. Read a book. <laughs> beauty inspires beauty. Yeah. You know, mm. listen to some songs. And, you know, I've got a doctor friend back in the UK and he says, you know, Paige, we need to talk about these voices inside your head. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I go for walks and, you know, my characters just start talking to me, you know, and, yep. and then I just have to run back home and try to remember what they said. <laughs> Get it down. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Well, your current book is called If You Go Anywhere. Um, of all the books you've written, you, we've talked before you about 17 books. Um, do you have a favorite? I mean, obviously this one is, is a special one and, and, you know, but do you have a favorite or can you have a favorite? Is it like having a favorite child or? Yeah. You know? Oh, it's very hard to pick. I mean, if I read them again, then I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. that's my favorite. Cause I've right. really loved writing every one of them yeah. and they're all, they've all been sort of equally reviewed by readers. Like they're right. all sort of like four and a half to five stars on Amazon, which is, yeah. you know, just insane. Um, Five years from now, my last book really holds a special place in my right. heart. Like I found it, I found it absolutely heartbreaking to write, and I found it really hard to let it go. Sure. Um, so I actually started this one a little bit later than I normally right. would have done because, you know, I just I was still thinking about the last characters, and um, so that and but Lucy in the Sky also, you know, because that was my very first right. and pictures special. of Lily set around the town yeah. where I grew up. So yeah, yeah, it's really, it is really hard to choose. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when you're writing books, I mean, you're putting a lot of yourself into it, obviously, and your experiences and the research that you did. Is it a daunting process when you finish the book and you get the okay by the publishers and you know, it's going to print and there's no turning back? Um, is, is there a point where you think, okay, wow, you know, yeah. how does that make you feel as a, as an author? Is oh. it, and does that change as you, you, get more and more books under your belt yeah definitely changes lucy in the sky i was terrified like i'd <laughs> marion keys was reading it like yeah, marion right. was reading it and it went i just remember it was christmas and i'd gone to sort of stay with my husband's side of the family yeah. and and just the fact that i knew that people were reading it and then suddenly it just occurred to me that everyone was going to be reading it my right. family my friends my work colleagues and everyone was going to be sort of judging me and right. it was probably rubbish and no one was going to like it and then the book came out and i started getting those reviews on yeah. you know like amazon and an iBooks right. and, and they were from people who didn't know me from Adam you know yeah. so and for them to give it five stars and say things like 
I fell in love with Nathan, you know. Right, the characters. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, I was in love with Nathan as I was writing <laughs> yeah. this book. So, you know, the fact that they felt the way that I was feeling. Yeah. And I remember when I was writing Johnny Be Good, my second book, I had a massive sort of panic attack. I was like, oh, my right. God, you know, that is not going to be any good. And then I just thought, hang on, you know, if if your readers feel the way that you felt when you were writing it, yeah. then they're going to love it. So, and I've yeah. kind of, I've, that has been proved right time and time right. again. So, I'm, yeah, kind of, I'm much more relaxed now. And it gets its room. I mean, this is something you wanted to do from childhood is being an author, correct? Is that, yes, that's, yeah, yeah. So yeah. You, 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 you made this happen for yourself, so. Yeah. <laughs> and how, how did that come about? How did you decide that this, that was what you wanted to do? How did? Well, I don't remember deciding because I just remember knowing. No, you know, right. when I was a kid, oh, right. I used to write stories and, you know, songs and poems and you would always find me sort of like, you know, squirreling away in the yeah. corner, like writing in a notebook and, you know, coming up with these, these different sort of stories. I remember writing sad endings because I wanted to surprise adults who would just think mm. that a kid would just write light fluff. Happy you know? endings, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now I write much happier endings, usually, not always. Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it was just something that I've I've always wanted to do mm. and, yeah, went through life just um, wanting to do I, I had a bit of a change of swerve in my teenage years where I thought, no, I want to go into music and I want to mm. write songs and stuff instead, you know, but I came back to, to books pretty quickly. That's great. Mm. And as an author, do you think... Um, is it more difficult to be an author in Australia as it would be as opposed to being in England? Um, you know, are the opportunities for, for authors different? Oh, I'm pretty sure it just all comes down to your publisher and, right. you know, who believes in you. Yeah. Like, I've got an amazing publisher in England and an editor who's been with me from the very beginning. She was okay, the one yeah. who bought the idea just on the first three chapters yeah. and, um, and the, you know, 5,000 word synopsis. Right. And, and we, she's just, we've worked together this whole time, you know, I've yeah. been writing for 13 years and, you know, and it's just been an amazing journey. And only only last year I changed publishers in Australia okay, to yeah. a new publisher and now they're massively behind me. And That's I just great. really feel like they're really passionate behind the scenes. And I'm not sure I necessarily had that, you know, sure. with my backlist. Um, well, you now, mentioned that this, this was your first tour, basically. Yeah. I mean, you had done book signings in yeah. Australia before, but um, this tour that you went on was your yeah. first one, which is well, pretty I exciting. Of, I pushed for the for the couple of book yeah. signings I did, and You're so right. many readers turned up, like so many. Yeah. And um, I've been wanting to do a tour for ages, you know, and it's just, I, I, for whatever reason, it just hasn't happened. So yeah. I really hope that now, you know, kind of onwards and upwards. Because, yeah. you know, Australia is my home, and it's where Absolutely. I grew up, and, you know, and my entire family, you know, going back generations yeah. are Australian, so it's really personal to me. Like, yeah. you know, I don't care if... I don't sell that many copies in Australia, but I want my family to be able to walk into the shop and see my books on the shelf. Absolutely. And, you know, it's a matter of pride. And, you know, it's my, it's you know, my hometown. Yeah. It's my heritage. It means a lot to me personally. Yeah. So I can relate yeah. to that. It's yeah. important. That's great. It is, but you know, I do really well in England. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. No, you have to. <laughs> you have to good. go where you, you know, um, that's that's your path, and that's where where, yeah. where you led to. And I think, I guess that's the other thing too. It's 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 allowing yourself to follow your path. Um, and, and giving yourself that permission to do that. And I think a lot of people don't do that um, for whatever reason. Um, you know, there's obviously constraints and things like that in their lives that they don't do that. But uh, it's quite a freeing experience Absolutely. to do that. I think um, it's important just to follow your heart, you know, what your instincts are telling yeah, you. definitely. You know, when I pitched this idea to my editor, I had, you know, I could have potentially gone with a different publisher. Right. And um, and that and that publisher was just like, you should slow it right down and, you know, spend a year and a half writing it. And I'm just like, no, I want to write it now and have it out soon, <laughs> yeah. you know. And the momentum did carry through like it did, you know, it really, it was great. I've missed my favourite show on Joy. What do I do? What do I do? 
Podcasters to battle! Joy Podcasters fight on tirelessly to bring you the best bits of every show. So if you've missed something recently on Joy, don't worry, our podcasters have your back. Head to joy.org.au and click on the podcast tab or look us up on iTunes. Podcasters on Joy 94.9, fighting tirelessly for your listening pleasure. You're on the escape we're on Joy 949 and uh, you're with Tad and Stefan. We've our guest today is Paige Toon, and we've been talking about travelling to write and travelling whilst writing and setting um, setting travel as the, the writing scene with your new book, If You Could Go Anywhere, where your character travels from rural Australia to more, less rural places <laughs> in Europe <laughs> and, um, and Rome and, and, and Sweden. Um, before we, we took a break, you we were talking about a little bit about writing block and you said you like to read if you don't find inspiration or if you're so what are your go-to books do you have books that you read over over again or do you have books that inspire you in your in your writing i do love i do love women's fiction and i love mm. love stories that's my comfort read mm. you know yeah. but i'm reading like michelle obama's becoming at the mm. moment oh, yeah. which is amazing yeah. i'm really really enjoying that and um, i'm in part of a book club so you know we we read quite a good variety of different novels which is really helpful because yeah. it reads you know you make makes you to read read out of your com- yeah. comfort yeah, zone because yeah. you're reading somebody else's choices yeah. you know which is interesting but um so how how much time do you give yourself to in the book club four weeks five um, weeks actually we give ourselves six weeks because like we're yeah. quite kind to each other and, <laughs> but also that enables us to read other books if we want to yeah. you know and um yes, yeah so to, you don't uh, have to focus on yeah. that one in four weeks or three weeks to, no that's right two meets, and i also really love like young adult sort of um fantasy novels and dystopian yeah, sort of stories you know that's like, that's a genre i absolutely love i think there's just and especially if they love stories within that genre right. because <laughs> there are so many like more ways that you can have a tortured sort of forbidden mm. love story if it's not just in the realm of reality. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, in terms of young adults, and you've wrote a few young adults yes. uh, novels, uh, there is a lot of, um, I've been reading recently a lot, and uh, maybe I should admit it, a lot of uh, young gay young adult yeah. theme, and there is a lot of guilt and a lot of difficult mm. things in that. Is that something you, you thought about um, writing or... Uh, do you know the kind of gay or LGBTI having a little different community in yeah in there were a couple of characters in, my, in, in this novel actually okay. um, like yeah. Christina her um, her flatmate that she lives with in Rome and that was really nice to be able to you know just write like a new character yeah. and and someone different um, and you know but but I. I think I'd, so far I've written, I always write what I know, you know, mm. sort of, so if I'm inside my head, so I don't think I would write, you know, a, a gay character as the heroine because, yep. you know, I'd want to just really, you know, I'm always sort of having to put myself inside their head and, and stuff like that. But I just think mm. that somebody else would be able to do it so much better. You know, I think you yeah. kind of yeah. write what you know and, yeah. yeah. From that perspective, it makes sense. Yeah. Well, um, and then we were talking uh, during the break about, um, you know, guilt. Yeah. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of guilt thrown around, you know, to the LGBTI community. And um, how do you uh, feel as far as guilt as being a motivator? Because it can be a positive or a negative thing and you can take it both ways. And, and um, yeah, I just want to hear your thoughts on, yeah, absolutely. on that. Um, I mean, there's a, there are a couple of characters in this which are really suffering from from major guilt. The yeah. two main characters, and you know, Alessandro is is the sort of male love interest, yeah. effectively, although it doesn't start off like that. Um, and he has a really quite dark backstory, which unfolds as the book goes on. 
and a lot of secrets. Sort of yeah, right, okay. yeah. It really, it's almost thrillery towards right. the end. You know, like it kind of, you know, there's so much going on yep. in his backstory, and you know, which has taken him on this sort of journey. And he's been everywhere. You know, right. he's been like he's travelled the world, but there's not necessarily a great reason for that. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I guess he's made you know made the most of it. Right. But um, but and then Angie, you know, she's been she's been caring for her grandmother for 10 years right. and when her grandmother dies one of the first things she feels is relief and mm. then she feels like a massive wallop of guilt right you know because she's you know she's been sort of in under the, the gun yeah that's right yeah. yeah so so to to then like feel relief is just like it's just so conflicting and so yeah. confusing and so for her to she probably forget that she didn't have to worry about those things that she worried about and then when she Stop oh, worrying about it, completely. and then the guilt comes in. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, exactly. Which can be debilitating, you know. really. Well, she's sort of on her first night out in Rome. You know, her her flatmate has left her a few nibbles out on the terrace, right. and she's sitting there and looking around, and just sort of thinking, I cannot get used to the fact that I don't have to do like take someone to the toilet right. or help them to eat a meal yep. or get dressed or you know, um, and you know, at the same time, sort of missing her grandmother. But also, she's she's also very. It's, it's, there are a lot of emotions in this book because sure. she's also very angry at her grandmother because um, she didn't tell her about her father. Like right. her grandmother knew that, you know, that she had a father in Italy. Right. And it was actually her grandmother who never posted the letter that her right. mother had written to her father. So she so. passes away with that information. And so she passes away. Okay. And so Angie can never really find out. I mean, I know, you know, she knows that her grandmother did it for the right reasons. She yep. didn't want to lose Angie and she wanted to raise her herself, yep. you know. But, you know, ultimately, Angie, when she discovers that she has this entire family, she's like, you know, she can't believe that her interest. grandmother kept, her, kept yeah. that from her. And so there's a lot of, you know, it's a lot complex, of things going on. Yeah, complex. complex. How does yeah. she get over like the guilt of that is um, I mean, I without divulging just, too much about the story she, she just has to learn to accept it yeah. and you know know that her grandmother did it from a place of love and not right. hate you know and 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 it was a different time, a different era, you know, when sure. her grandmother was growing up, and and she, you know, she her grandmother was very sad when Angie's mum left to go yeah. travelling, and and then when she passed away, you know, Angie became her replacement. They're, they're yep. even they're both called Angie, you right. know, like her mother. She was named after her mother, yeah. and I think you know, um, so yeah, she just filled in. Filled her shoes, basically. Yeah, she basically yeah. put in her shoes, and yeah. which made it even more important for her to not leave her grandmother when her grandmother falls sure. ill. Like she, she sort of, you know, wanted to stay there and be the one to, to you know, to look after look her. After yeah, her. Well, that's fascinating. We've we just got a message. Ah. We've just got a message, I think. Sorry, I think my mic was off. Um, Matt from Thornbury is a very interesting show today, and perhaps Stefan is angling, angling to have a character modelled on him. <laughs> what, in the, in the woman's fiction book? Well, Do you know in, there's is a, a <laughs> there is a character called Stefan in um in the book, yeah. and he's a he's a wait a waiter who's just so much fun. He's one of my favourite characters. There can you, you dance? Can you dance? Do you dance and sing? I, I can't dance. I can't sing. I can't. I have been a waiter in a previous life. Hey. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'm very funny or interesting though, so I don't know that. I'm, oh come on! Don't be so hard on yourself. I don't believe this. I don't believe it for a second. Uh, That's yeah, fascinating. So, so yeah. Thanks, thanks, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> with with the, your current book, um, if you go anywhere, what was your favorite place to to go to, or did you have a favorite place? I mean, sometimes you know, I, I've just come back from a, a year and a bit of traveling, and everyone says, "Oh, what's your, what was your favorite place?" And I, I didn't have a favorite place because I made the most of every place I went to. Oh, that's amazing. That's um, 
you, you know what I mean? Way, like, absolutely. It's, um, but did you have a favourite place? Um, um, I, I mean, I absolutely love Italy because it's one of my favourite places in Europe to go. Yeah. And I'd been to Rome before. Um, being able to go to Pompeii for the first time was really interesting. How incredible is Pompeii? Oh, my goodness me. That was just... Amazing. It blew your mind, didn't it? It was just crazy. Uh, you could spend days there. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Um, and so that that part of the book really comes to yep. life, I think, you know, because she's walking along and having these conversations yeah. with Alessandro set within, you know, this old sort of city that was yeah. destroyed mm. under layers of volcanic yeah. ash, you know, and Which still parts again. of it are. Um, I know. And still being... Like, every time That's you go, awesome. you can go and see new things. I just... Is, that yeah. is astonishing, isn't it? That, it is. that it's still so much of it yet yeah. to be unearthed, you know. And it's it's and the condition of what was unearthed oh, is just incredible. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it it's that amazing. blew my mind. Yeah. But actually I think Norway, you know, like Norway was just so breathtaking. Yeah. And we had all every intention of going there in our camper van and spending like three weeks driving up and you know, all around yeah. the fjords and, you know, having this amazing time and then the camper van was delayed so we had to fly. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but, um, what time of year did you travel to Norway? Was I went in the summer. In the summer. Yeah. Okay. I think yep. it's a, you know, it's certainly much more yeah, forgiving yeah, than yeah, the winter. Definitely. And we didn't go swimming. No, definitely not. <laughs> it's still very cold. Yes. But yeah. you know, we were climbing mountains and, you know, really uh, absolutely terrifying. Like <laughs> Are Andy. you sure it was research for your book? <laughs> <laughs> Andy does everything that I That's did. Good. <laughs> um, and and um, yeah, her her terror is based on reality. Right, okay. <laughs> it's very real what, yeah. what you're reading, even though yeah. it's a fiction book, it's very real. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, well, one of the previous books as well, I think your main character is a travel writer. And so... And clearly, we've had this theme that travel really features heavily in all your your books and and your life. So, so same. How did that come about to s- decide to be a you know, travel writer? It just that was completely organic in the sense that Bridget um, from the last piece of my heart had been featured in two previous novels as a mm-hmm. friend character. Oh, right. And so, even though my books aren't sequels, apart from there's one sequel, but you know, I I've over the years sort of written in like tiny little references or I've taken like a tiny character and made them a main character so it's just like a nod to the readers you know they can you know they can sort of see what happened to so and so but um so Bridget was a travel writer and you know another character was a travel agent and that was how they met um and so then to be able to write about um Bridget had so many readers write to me after both of those novels, The Longest Holiday and 13 Weddings, where she was the friend, saying, we want Bridget to get her own story. And so that was my favourite book to write. Like, in terms of being inside a character's head, Mm -hmm. Bridget, I just absolutely... She's so much fun. Like, she just, you know, she's got a kind of fun way of looking at the world. And even though she's a travel writer, like, she packs an obscene amount of luggage, you know, (laughs) hasn't got packing (laughs) lightly down to a (laughs) T. I'm bad so, like that. So how much of your personality do you do you put into your main characters? Well, see, I think that I think, well, they're completely unique. You know, there's nothing <laughs> of me in them. They're all very different. And then my readers, you know, my, my family are like, that's so Paige. <laughs> You're listening to a Joycast from GLD, TIQ Community Radio Station, Joy 94.9. In the studio with us today, we are privileged to be speaking with Paige Toon, who's an international best-selling author, um, and um, welcome back. And yeah, it's just been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today and, and getting an insight to your most current book, um, If You Could Go Anywhere. Oh, likewise. It's been and, um, a lovely way to spend an afternoon. Oh, it is. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> just talking, you know, about interesting things with interesting people. And um, yeah, so... Uh, You've, 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 your book here is now available. You've just come off the back of a, um, a tour. That's um, right. 
what's next for you, for for page tune well i've got to decide between two stories i've i've, I've i always come up for some reason always seem to come up with the idea for my next book right. um when when i'm writing the one before you know just <laughs> always, i think you're just in that sort of you know you're in that creative mindset sure. and that's when the ideas just come flying in and um and so i've had this idea for a long time and then when i landed in australia in my jet lag state came up with a completely different idea really which is kind of i'm getting a bit carried away with but so i just need to decide um um, yeah, with my editor when I get back, if she's going to let me, well, not let me, she always encourages me to right. write the books in my heart, but, you know, if, if she's going to encourage me to write this, which so one? You, you say you've, you, you usually have two yeah. options. Does the option that doesn't get chosen at that stage ever become a book? Or I think what? it will be. I okay. think I think both. I think I'll write both of them. Right. But I think the new idea is, you know, just a little bit more of the moment. Yeah. And so I think that's the one I should write next. Right. So I'll convince her. Yeah. <laughs> hey. You know. so I, I just want to go back on the happy happy endings. And you said as a, as a child you were you used to write a lot of sad endings to show adults that um, to show adults yeah. that yeah, they just sort of that kids don't just write about fairies and you know sort of fluff. <laughs> so what what has changed now that um that I write? Yes, Isn't that funny? Right. I know. I don't know. You know, I have definitely gone more towards the happy endings now. Um, so not always. Some of my books, you know, are, are a bit unpredictable and leave readers mm, wanting yeah. to you know get really cross with me. Um, but on the whole, you know, I, I do like to have a happy ending, and um, I, I think maybe it's just growing up you know mm. you kind of when you become an adult it's like how nice just to bring in you know like a lovely yeah. sort of story into your life and take you away mm. give you a bit of escapism from the you know anything dreary that's going on out there and yeah. you know it's like being a, I, I, I feel like when I'm writing the books that I'm inside my own little movie and I think right. my readers have told me they feel like they're inside yeah. a film when they're, when they're reading them you know yeah. and so that's just so nice just to you know have that escapism I think they need to make a few of your books into films I think so too Mm. <laughs> it's time. If I, keep sort of, yeah. I keep saying to my readers, right, you know, you guys need to just, you're so passionate about my books, just go get a job at that film company <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and sell it to them from the That's inside. That's right, exactly. There you go. Well, I'm sure that will happen soon. You know, so, yeah, how does it work when uh, books are made in film? Are they pitched by the authors or no, I think mostly fam film yeah, companies? They, they usually come to the author and sometimes it's just down to sales. Like if you've sold like, mm. you know, a million copies of that book, then that's probably going to get made into, made into a film. Um, and I think, yeah, it's, it's probably also a little bit of who you know, you know, and mm, just, right. you know, being connected and, you know. There'd be a lot of work there. involved with that, too. Obviously, with the scripts and things like that, you have to have a, you know, a large amount of input to I, do that. Yeah, I'd want to. I mean, I find it weird. Um, I think, you know, it could be odd, like seeing it. It, might, it just might be nowhere near like how you imagined it. And yeah. even like people reading my audio books, you know, yeah. I'm kind of like, well, I wouldn't have put the emphasis on that word. <laughs> 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 yeah, like, you know, you have to. I think you probably have to just kind of let it go. Yeah. And it, someone tried to buy the rights to Lucy in the Sky, but that was my first book, and I couldn't let it go. Yeah, I was right. kind of like because they weren't well known, and because it wasn't, you know, like one of the kind of greats. Yeah. I was just like, I'd be too scared about what someone I didn't know would do. Of course, with it. yeah. And it's, um, it's and your then creative, yeah. you know, um, product that, that you That's know you right. want to protect it yeah. and make sure it's the best. Yeah, the best yeah. it can be. Yeah. yeah. And out of your 17 books, can you see one mo more suited to a f movie mm, or a serial? I, I, th or I can honestly see all of them. I think the them? concepts for all of them, there's like a, there's a hook for each one. Yeah. And, 
you know, like Lucy in the Sky, just getting on a 24-hour flight and getting a text message from her boyfriend's mobile, you know, from yeah. the, the woman that he's sleeping with. And then she has to, like, switch off her novel and, sorry, switch off her phone, yeah. you know, air hostess hanging over her and, <laughs> you know, this Ooh. sort of 24-hour flight where yeah. she just doesn't know which way it's going and, you know, and, yeah, I mean, they've they've all got they've all got some sort of hook, you know, like the longest holiday, yeah. you know, finding out that she find, she's married married this man and she is so in love with him and, yeah. and then sees a Facebook message from a, a girl that he he was not a bad person but he did like make a mistake on his stag right. do and she's pregnant and it's right. like you know the idea of staying with someone who you really think is the love of your life when he's going to be the father to a, right. another woman's baby you know and it's like suddenly a massive game changer Definitely. so she goes on holiday and doesn't come home oh but there you go <laughs> yeah longest holiday perfect sounds like a great book a uh, great film great sorry movie, yeah. it's a great book yeah <laughs> any film producers out there listening uh, yeah. you get in touch <laughs> yeah page tune author that's there my handle <laughs> look it up if that's your twitter handle yeah, Twitter, Instagram, at PageTuneAuthor. There you go. Just drop me a line. <laughs> and do you feel, on Instagram, do you have a picture of your, the, the holidays or the... Yes, uh, yeah. And yeah, I need to update my website. I used to have all of my research pictures on my yeah, website. Right. Oh, and it's just, yeah. That's it's a very good idea. I've got a new website now and, and I haven't uploaded all the pictures, but I need to put more on Instagram. Yeah. Like, I'll certainly be doing quite a few of, you know, a few of this trip. It takes time though, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's so much more to writing a book these days mm. than just writing a book. Absolutely. You know? yeah. And it's, I mean, it's joyful. I sit down and I read my messages and, yeah. you know, I have such, such lovely readers and yeah. But it's I such a great reach smiling. though, you know, absolutely. With, with social media and, and, um, and, and the way books are, are, are published and, and distributed yeah. these days, it's, it's quite and amazing. I don't know how you keep up with it. Oh honest. yeah. And, and it is instant. Yeah. And I do keep up with it. Like yeah. I'm, I'm really, I really like to reply. You know, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's connecting with the, that's right. With the readers, which is yeah. great. Yeah. And it, it's something we never used to be able to do before all this social no. media. It was, you know, sending letters that's and, right. and never getting anything back. Yeah. If, uh, I still get letters sometimes, oh, yeah, um, which is really nice, but you know, to have like that instant, mm. I just read it, yeah. you know, I loved it. And you know, that just makes me smile so that's much. Great. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. And, and, and you know, don't... you're having an impact on other people's lives with, with your work. And, and I guess that's, you know, however long it takes me to read that book, that's an escapism yeah, for them. Yeah, absolutely. Know, which is great. I've had yeah. so many readers tell me that my book's got them back into reading. That's like one that's of the great. biggest compliments, yeah. you know, and just that they never finished a book and yeah. until they started reading mine and that's stuff great. like that. So to help literacy as well, yeah, you know, just definitely. generally, I think is, well, but today, I'm really proud of everything them. is so, you know, internet based and and you know a lot of people probably don't read as much as they used to no um, that's right you know because there's always so many other things hitting them yeah and, and occupying the time and you know it, i think reading is um it, on many levels it's it's one of the best things you can do absolutely especially, you know, so good education. for the soul yeah, yeah. definitely and, and just learning yeah you know, and i think if you great. haven't finished a book then you just haven't found the right author right Exactly. You know, all the right yeah, book. That's right. <laughs> uh, do you have, do you have a, a, I have a rule. I usually go, if by page 80, I'm yeah. not into it, that's it. I, I give up. Well, 80, 85. Yeah. Do you have uh, anything like that? I'm you, definitely much less patient these days than I used to be. <laughs> I used to, I used to always finish a book. You know, it felt like a crime to not finish a book. But now I, I just, I don't have... I don't have the time. I don't think, right. And there's so many other books out there that yes, I want to read. You know, so yeah. if it's not working, then yeah, I do. How many to, pages? Um, <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I, it was Page awful. Two. But no. one of <laughs> one of my book club reads about a year ago. You know, and we just had like several quite heavy books, one after mm, the yeah. other. 
and I was just desperate for something light and then it was like you know written by this sort of older guy and it was so heavy and I literally read a page I was just like nope <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving that any more I'm of my taking time. my life yeah. back <laughs> get that's me great. some women's fiction yeah. chick lit <laughs> no that's great yeah it's a, you, you do have to be um, hooked into it I think pretty mm, pretty, pretty soon. soon yeah and I think that's changed a bit as well the way I think this attention spans reduced a bit yeah. and people yeah. need to be hooked in things much quicker. I've just noticed the latest on some of the streaming uh, yep. services, the latest series are just 15 minutes episodes. Yes. They're really um, well, quick. Yeah, yeah, there was, uh, yeah, so. Yeah. Um, I think it's yeah. Instant gratification. Well, yeah. 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 Yes, it, yeah. it is. We're just going to Radiothon. 2019 is only two weeks away. On Friday, we announced three of the prizes you can win if you sign up for the first time or renew your memberships during Radiothon. But it doesn't stop there. This coming Friday, we will announce another three incredible prizes that you can win from the start of Radiothon. It's Radiothon 2019 and it all starts on May 17th. Love, joy. So yes, yeah. soon. So it's all happening. Yeah, it's all happening again for this year. Very we important period for drive, Georgia. Very important. Community radio, we rely on our members Absolutely. to support us and exactly. to to, uh, to give them what th they want. Well, that's right. It's, so about, it's about the community and giving back and mm. supporting each other. So, so in, in travel news, there was some quite sad news um, in Colombo a couple of weeks ago. And, yes. um, and I think we need to acknowledge that a lot of people uh, lost their life. And, yes, um, sadly. Um, um, in the country we featured in, on, we featured in this show, and um, yeah, just um, yeah, it's awful news when you hear things like that. And, it is, and obviously, uh, after something horrible that, like that happens, obviously travel to that destination is going to decrease. Absolutely, and, and the, um, the the innocent people are the ones who mm. ultimately sadly suffer from, yeah. from that obviously um, not just the victims of the actual crime um, but hopefully that will change hopefully soon. that will change yeah. because it, it is a, an incredible country to visit I've been yeah. several times it's it's absolutely incredible yeah. and um, I know that the, a few weeks ago the, it was featured at the new destination for yeah. Australia the Rivling Bali Bali yeah. so yes yeah. it's um, um, yeah, so hopefully it will change it because will. The, the, yeah. the, the DFAT advice at the moment is do not travel. But That's right. Um, but even when, when the, the, the Bali bombings occurred, mm, I mean, it, yeah, it no, drops, but it, it's gone back and, and it's when security improves and, and things like yeah. that. And, um, it's just unfortunate. Yes. Uh, but I think we, we needed to, to acknowledge that. Yeah. Um, Paige, there's a, a question we ask most of our guests. When you travel, do you roll or do you fold? <laughs> the look on <laughs> we're talking about what packing. <laughs> we're, ta we're talking about packing your bags and suitcase. Ah, interesting. <laughs> okay, so I tell you what, I can tell you this right off the, from the horse's mouth. I do both. You do both. Yeah, I, my suitcase currently is a mixture of the both. It's like, okay, well, that one can just be rolled to squeeze into that space, <laughs> right. and then I shove. <laughs> yeah, I do I've got of, all sorts of shoving, of shoving down yeah. in between yes, shoes absolutely. and stuff. You know, making in the most. Shoes? Oh yeah, just got to make the mm. most of every bit of right. available space. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you do, Ted? Uh, when I leave, it's all night, nice and neat, um, folded. <laughs> Trip back, not nah, anything goes. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just get yeah. it in. Yeah. So usually it's it's buying a second suitcase. Mm. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've got so many suitcases in my apartment that um, just accumulate over time. But yeah. It's all good. <laughs> so we've um, we've chatted for the last hours with Paige Toon on the new book. If you could go anywhere, so where where could people go to get a copy of 
your book. Oh, well, I've been signing <laughs> copies all over, yeah, the last, all over Australia. Um, lots in QBD, um, in Dimex, in Robinsons, you know. Hopefully so, it's going to be everywhere. I think it's in the supermarkets. You know, it's going to be in Big W and Target. major and, bookstores. Yeah, I think around. it's going to be everywhere. Like, uh, my new publisher is doing a fantastic great. job with this. So I really hope it's nice and visible and lots of beautiful balloons on the front That's to great. give and, that sense of travel. And downloads, I guess, now. Absolutely. Apple, it's, it's, it's one of Apple's main mm. reads, which is, yeah. you know, and, and Amazon and That's great. everywhere else. Well, thank you so, <laughs> so much for coming you, in and yes. sharing this hour with us. And thank you. You have to promise to come back. I would love to. Back. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.